Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about failure to progress. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash failure to progress or in the labour and delivery section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynaecology book. So let's get straight into it. Failure to progress refers to when labour is not developing at a satisfactory rate. This increases the risk to the fetus and to the mother. It's more likely to occur in women in labour for the first time compared to those that have previously given birth. Progress in labour is influenced by the three P's. Power, referring to uterine contractions. Passenger, referring to the size, presentation and position of the baby. And passage referring to the shape and size of the pelvis and the soft tissues. Psyche can also be added as a fourth P, referring to the support and antenatal preparation that's been made for labour and delivery. Let's talk about the first stage of labour. The first stage of labour has three phases. The latent phase, which is from 0 to 3 centimetres dilation of the cervix, and this progresses at around 0.5 centimetres per hour, and during the latent phase there are irregular contractions of the uterus. The active phase, which is from 3 centimetres to 7 centimetres dilation of the cervix, and this progresses at around 1 centimetre per hour, and there are regular contractions of the uterus. And the transition phase, which is from 7 to 10 centimetres dilation of the cervix, and the transition phase progresses at around 1 centimetre per hour, and there are strong and regular contractions. A delay in the first stage of labour is considered when there is either less than 2 centimetres of cervical dilation over 4 hours, or slowing of progress in a multiparous woman meaning in a woman that's previously given birth, labour was progressing well but has now slowed down. Let's talk about a partogram. Women are monitored for their progress in the first stage of labour using a partogram. It's worth becoming familiar with partograms and how they're recorded. Recorded on the partogram are cervical dilatation measured by four hourly vaginal examinations, the descent of the fetal head in relation to the ischial spines, the maternal pulse, blood pressure, temperature and urine output, the fetal heart rate, the frequency of contractions, the status of the membranes, presence of lycor and whether the lycor is stained with blood or meconium, and the drugs and fluids that have been given. Uterine contractions are measured in contractions per 10 minutes. When the midwife says she is contracting 2 in 10, it means she's having 2 uterine contractions in a 10 minute period. There are lines on the partogram that indicate when labour may not be progressing adequately and these are labelled alert and action. The dilation of the cervix is plotted against the duration of labour or the time since the labour started. When it takes too long for the cervix to dilate, the readings will cross to the right of the alert 
and the action lines. Crossing the alert line is an indication for amniotomy, artificially rupturing the membranes, and a repeat examination in two hours. Crossing the action line means care needs to be escalated to obstetric-led care and senior decision-makers for appropriate action. Next, let's talk about the second stage. The second stage of labour lasts from 10 centimetres dilatation of the cervix to delivery of the baby. The success of the second stage depends on the three P's, power, passenger and passage. Delay in the second stage is when the active second stage, or pushing, lasts over two hours in a nulliparous woman, or a woman that's not previously given birth, or over one hour in a multiparous woman. Power refers to the strength of uterine contractions. When there are weak uterine contractions, an oxytocin infusion can be used to stimulate the uterus. Passenger refers to the four descriptive qualities of the fetus, the size, attitude, lie and presentation. Size refers to the size of the baby. Large babies, referred to as macrosomia, will be more difficult to deliver and there may be issues such as shoulder dystocia, where the shoulder gets stuck. The size of the head is important as this is the largest part of the fetus. Attitude refers to the posture of the fetus, for example how the back is rounded and how the head and limbs are flexed. Lie refers to the position of the fetus in relation to the mother's body. A longitudinal lie is when the fetus is straight up and down. A transverse lie is when the fetus is straight side to side. And an oblique lie is when the fetus is at an angle. And presentation refers to the part of the fetus closest to the cervix. A cephalic presentation is when the head comes first. A shoulder presentation is when the shoulder comes first. And a breech presentation is when the legs come first. Breech presentation can be complete breech with the hips and the knees flexed like the fetus is doing a cannonball jump into a swimming pool. A frank breech is when the hips are flexed and the knees are extended with the bottom of the fetus coming first. And a footling breech is when there's a foot hanging out through the cervix. Finally, passage refers to the size and shape of the passageway, mainly the pelvis. When there are problems in the second stage of labour, interventions may be required depending on the situation. Possible interventions include changing the position of the mother, encouragement, analgesia, oxytocin infusions, an episiotomy, instrumental delivery, or a caesarean section. Next let's talk about the third stage. The third stage of labour is from the delivery of the baby to the delivery of the placenta. Delay in the third stage of labour is defined by the NICE guidelines from 2017 as taking more than 30 minutes with active management of the third stage or taking more than 60 minutes with physiological management. 
active management involves intramuscular oxytocin and controlled cord traction. Finally, let's talk about the management of failure to progress. Failure to progress should be managed by experienced midwives and obstetricians. The main options are amniotomy, also known as artificial rupture of membranes for women with intact membranes, oxytocin infusions in order to stimulate uterine contractions, an instrumental delivery meaning forceps or von tuss, and caesarean sections. Oxytocin is used first line to stimulate uterine contractions during labour. It started at a slow rate and titrated up at intervals of at least 30 minutes as required. The aim is for 4 to 5 contractions per 10 minutes. Too few contractions will mean that labour does not progress. Too many contractions can result in fetal compromise as the fetus does not have the opportunity to recover between contractions. The condition of the fetus needs to be monitored during labour and delivery. Fetal compromise may mean delivery needs to be expedited, for example with an emergency caesarean section. So thanks for listening to this episode on failure to progress. As always a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about pain relief in labour.